This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Muskegon History and Beyond with the Lakeshore Museum Center. My name is Pat Horn. Our episode today is going to center around a man and family considered to be Muskegon's second greatest philanthropist, right behind Charles Hackley. Today, we look at the life of L.C. Walker and the Walker's family legacy of charity. Lewis Carlisle Walker, or L.C. Walker, as he was more widely known, was born in Michigan near Farmington on January 8, 1875. As a young man, he attended the University of Michigan and graduated in 1896. After graduation, he found a job in Grand Rapids working for a mail-order company called Fred Macy. While at the company, Walker and another man named Archibald Wilkinson Shaw formed a partnership to make the Shaw-Walker Company. This company would locate in Muskegon to pursue their business there. It was incorporated on March 11, 1899 with $10,000 in capital. Part of the reason for the move to Muskegon was assistance from the Muskegon Chamber of Commerce, who helped get them started under the condition that they passed $3,000 worth of postage through the Muskegon Post Office to help spread the name of Muskegon far and wide. This huge sum, though, wasn't going to be an issue for Shaw Walker. The new company was created initially to sell wooden cabinets and card index systems. To do this, they advertised heavily, promoting their products in leaflets and various business magazines. They even installed their own printing press to help with all the printing for advertising. The company started with around 20 workers, but expanded adding more furniture options through a deal with the Grand Rapids Desk Company. They started to produce their own business journal called System and a publishing wing in Chicago, which Archibald Shaw would leave Muskegon to manage in 1902, separating him from Shaw Walker. If you want to learn more about Archibald Shaw, please listen to our episode, A Tale of Two Shaws. Shaw Walker saw a huge boost with the creation of their vertical filing cabinet, which quickly became the standard throughout most businesses in the United States. The business would move to a new factory on the corner of Western and Division, and it eventually would hold 1,200 workers at its height. Elsie Walker would be known for doing his best to take care of his workers, installing a lunchroom and kitchen in the factory so workers could make and eat their own lunches, a new concept at the time. He also worked hard to keep wages higher than many other factories to help retain employees and prevent any turnover. Shaw Walker became very successful under Elsie Walker's leadership, and he purchased a large house in North Muskegon that he shared with his wife Margaret, whom he had married in 1900, and their three children, Shaw, Jane, and Margaret. They also had three servants helping and living in the house in the 1920s. Walker was also seen as a leader in the community and around the United States. In 1907, he was part of a delegation who met with President Teddy Roosevelt at the White House. He appeared multiple times in the Who's Who in America guides, served as a member of the Muskegon School Board from 1917 to 1927, was president of the Chamber of Commerce from 1922 to 24, served as a community chess chairman in the 1940s for many of their war effort drives, and was the president of the Hackley Union Bank from 1929 to 1956. Elsie Walker was also involved in politics a bit. Much like Charles Hackley, he didn't run for any office, 
but it was a delegate at the GOP conventions in 1936 and 1948. Walker was also a personal friend of Herbert Hoover and served in various roles and positions for Hoover's commissions and projects. In his lifetime, Walker also served as a member of the First Congregational Church, was part of the Masons and Knights Templar, the Muskegon Elks, Muskegon Country Club, the Century Club, the Bankers Club of America, an economics club, and was a member of the Cloud Club, a high-level club-slash-lunch spot for business executives in the Chrysler Building in New York. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Walker also found time to write two books, both of which would be somewhat influential. One was The Office of Tomorrow's Business, and the other was a book called Distributed Leisure. Distributed Leisure hailed the virtues of free time and idleness. Taking a quote from the book, It is high time we awoke to the fact that leisure is an honest-to-goodness product. It's not mere idleness. Leisure forms the punctuation marks of an occupied existence. It is the sauce of life. Walker was a true believer of this and was involved in many leisure activities besides his work and various clubs. Walker was a major golfer, even helping set up a golf tournament in 1902 in Muskegon, and he was also a very good bowler at one point in time setting a local amateur record with eight straight strikes. He and his wife Margaret were also part of a bridge club. It was this belief and practice of leisure activities that led Elsie Walker to donate $1 million, which was matched by the city of Muskegon, for the creation of the L.C. Walker Arena, a place to provide leisure activities and space for leisure for all Muskegonites. The L.C. Walker Arena would open in 1960. A purchase of its naming rights in 2019 led to be called the Mercy Health Arena, then Trinity Health Arena, with a subtitle honoring L.C. Walker. The Walkers also took an interest in art, and starting in 1940, they began donating works of art to the Muskegon Museum of Art as part of what is now known as the Walker Collection. The L.C. and Margaret Walker Foundation would also help contribute funds to the art museum to purchase future works of art and also help when the museum expanded in 1979. The L.C. and Margaret Walker Foundation is probably one of the biggest legacies of the Walker's philanthropy. The fund was established in 1952 with 300 shares of Shaw Walker providing the base of it and later family donations increasing this amount. The foundation's goal was to contribute to educational, scientific, charitable, religious, or medical organizations and institutions. In the Articles of Incorporation, the Foundation's goal was to also foster fundamental basis of Americanism by instilling in American youth love of country, freedom of the individual, thrift, and a competitive spirit. The Foundation would also contribute scholarships to worthy applicants. Another lasting legacy of the Walker's philanthropy was when Elsie Walker purchased and donated a chunk of land in front of the current North Muskegon School to serve as a community area. Elsie Walker, much like Charles Hackley before him in creating Hackley Park, purchased the houses that were on the land and had them moved to many other parts of town. Walker's donation took place in 1928, however the dedication of this land didn't take place until 1940. The dedication at that time was attended by the Walkers and an estimated 1,000 people. It included a ceremony presenting a tablet honoring the creation of what was called Walker Park. 
Later additions to the park would be a city hall building, a library, and a civic center. These projects were completed as part of the park's donation. You see, Walker agreed to give the city the land under the condition that they contribute yearly to a fund for the park to make future additions and provide upkeep. It was this fund that provided seed money for the later additions. However, there was an issue. Walker never intended for the land to be a park, so in 1950 he paid to have the tablet changed to read Walker Civic Center. Although the Walker Park name still stuck, despite Walker's intention of never creating a park. Lewis Carlisle Walker continued to lead Shaw Walker until 1957 when he retired from the business and passed it on to his son, Shaw. A year prior, in 1956, Walker's wife Margaret had passed away. Elsie Walker would continue to work on philanthropy and his leisure activities after his wife's passing and his retirement, and would die on October 5, 1963. Like his wife, Walker would be buried at Evergreen Cemetery in Muskegon at the family's mausoleum. Elsie Walker left behind quite a legacy in the Muskegon area, but also throughout the United States. It seems the Chamber of Commerce's deal with the newly formed Shaw Walker Company to spread the name Muskegon far and wide was a smashing success with Shaw Walker furniture finding its way into just about every office, including those found within the White House. Elsie Walker's philanthropy, though, might have left an even greater legacy, as we today still enjoy many of the benefits of the family's gifts to the area. Thank you for listening, and hopefully you're having a great start to the new year. 